asshole. You're kidding. Just one shot? They're not all zombies, Doug. How do you fight this thing? Maybe we could drown it in A1 sauce. Well, sometimes that is better. The person you put up there ain't the person that comes back. It's dead song to get down with. About six feet under. Get dead. Ooh, I love this song. And now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Rotten Reviews Podcast. As the title states, uh, today we'll be watching and discussing from 1973, Don't Look in the Basement. It also has an original title, apparently The Forgotten, um, an hour and 29 minutes long. Uh, this movie has a 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb and 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yeah, it came out in September 1973, directed by S.F. Brown Brownrig. Um, so pretty much this nurse goes to work at a sanitarium and the person who hired her gets killed and then she has to start taking orders from this new person who's in charge now and you know shit hits the fan and it's it's uh it's a different style movie for sure it's not something i usually watch but it's free to watch on tubi and i just figured hey what the hell we'll just watch it it should be fun and it'll be something different and it's something i've never watched before so that's always a plus for me uh don't don't look in the basement. The makers of Last House on the Left warn you again. To avoid fainting, keep repeating. It's only a movie. Only a movie. Only a movie. The line between sanity and madness can be crossed in a single step. And with this step, you enter the nightmare world of terror. On the day the insane took over the asylum, Judge Cayman, whose iron self-control hides the urge to kill. Harriet, a mother's love, twisted into the malignant shape of evil. The sergeant, living in the hell of an aimless war, fighting a battle within himself that he lost long ago. Allison, in a desperate need for love, an obsession that could drive her to murder. Danny, whose sense of humor triggers a violent act of revenge. Dr. Masters, who has her own idea of the gentle art of healing. And Charlotte, who left the world of sanity and security only to be trapped in the nightmare world of madness, a nightmare she cannot escape. They all met on the day the insane took over the asylum. Don't look in the basement. From Hallmark Releasing Corporation, rated R. 
pretty much the movie starts out with a pan shot of a building and someone talking about like military soldiers and the protocol for that. Uh, we then zoom in on one guy in an army outfit. Uh, his name is Serge, and the other man, another man with him, who is we find out later on is Sam. We can also see a nurse behind them as well. I guess Sam was just there to be with Serge for like ten minutes. I guess it's like their ten minute cooperation playtime kind of thing. We can clearly tell at this point in time that we're in a mental asylum uh, for the mentally ill because clearly this guy's fully dressed up like he's still in the military and Sam is clearly you can tell is not not there and then the nurse behind him I think is nurse Jane and she's a she's a very love, lovely lady and she's very nice uh, some of the other people in this uh, you know building not so nice not so nice at all especially to her uh, we then see Jane telling Harriet one of the patients that it's time for dinner and that she's not allowed to bring her doll to dinner uh, she gets all mad because she thinks her doll is a real baby so maybe she had a baby at some point in time. Uh, she doesn't anymore. So uh, she's she's definitely goes crazy if this baby's not around. Uh, we then see Sam, um, the man who was with uh, Serge early, at the beginning of the movie. Uh, he wants to put his boat in the water because apparently that's his big thing is his boat. Uh, the nurse Jane is breaking the news to him though that uh, she can't because she's actually getting ready to leave. She can't handle being a nurse anymore. Mainly because Harriet, the I believe it's Harriet, uh, or one of the other female patients, uh, keeps threatening to kill her. Because that's just the type of person she is. Uh, I, for some reason, I thought it was Sam was saying Nurse Jenny, but I looked it up and it said Jane. So we're going to go with what IMDb says. It's not always right, but we'll go with that because that just seems to make the most sense. We then see uh, Harry again with her baby. And then this weird-looking, almost uh, Where's Waldo type guy with curly red hair. Almost looks like Carrot Top dressed up as uh, Waldo. Comes and steals her baby and just like runs off with it, laughing and screaming. Uh, then we see this intense shot of Dr. Stevens. Uh, she's telling an inmate... I, I don't know why I said inmate. Um, a patient... Uh, named Judge to strike the axe down on the log to get his anger out or get his focus out. I don't know what this whole process is, but I'm assuming if you're a doctor in a mental asylum, you should not be giving your patients an axe to chop wood with. Uh, they shouldn't be doing that at all. I get having them do certain things, but using a very sharp axe, probably not the best thing to do. You know, that just seems like an accident waiting to happen. Because, yeah, of course, uh, Stevens is talking to um, Jane and and then Judge just stops hitting the axe and actually takes the axe to the back of uh, Stevens. And he is dead now. Uh, then we see this other person come out. We believe it's a nurse. She's all dressed up as a nurse. And then Sam as well comes out to help because they're trying to calm Judge down. Um, this is the first thing I thought with Sam is that he's a really nice guy. He's probably misunderstood. And, you know, he's just had a hard life. Uh, I felt the most connection to Sam as a character. Very well played. Very well played. Uh, it's at this point the nurse... Uh, Masters is the other one that came out. She's telling Sam that she's going to take care of the family from now on and she will take a look like look after everyone that Sam doesn't have to worry because uh, Sam was worrying a little bit because uh, Dr. Stevens is on the ground dead and there's no one else to you know technically look after them. Uh, apparently there's no chain of command but apparently if your doctor dies the next doctor in order takes over by the sounds of it. And we then see a patient uh, putting her doll down for a nap and she walks away for two seconds to get a bottle and then someone steals it on her again and she um starts like screaming and yelling she then runs around the hall screaming about her baby um i believe it's harriet um i believe she's the one with the baby i didn't really catch the names of the girls too much or anyone else other than sarge sam and the new nurse charlotte who will be coming in the movie here in a few minutes which is right now actually um because we see this shot of a girl knocking on the door for her first day of work and i 
think it's like I think when she's showing up is like evening or becoming evening and then we finally see the title come on the screen it's actually a cool cool looking font as well I actually enjoyed that uh, she makes her way into the building and we find out her name is Charlotte uh, she's supposed to be starting with Dr. Stevens uh, actually tomorrow and that's when we find out the other nurse's name is actually uh, Masters she of course knows nothing about the new employees starting at the asylum and thinks that the new girl is just lying about it she doesn't know why she's in the building as well either um, then Charlotte is told that Stevens was killed by a patient earlier that day that's something you really uh, want to find out about your first first day on the job it's like yeah uh prison is training you uh they die they got an act in your back and uh you're gonna be watching these people and they're free roaming around the place we don't believe in locks because that's just silly uh so they can come in and chop your head off at any point in time are you okay with still taking this job though because uh that seems like a f really fun job how's the pay though is the pay good yeah yeah the pay's not that good either, either is it uh masters doesn't want to keep charlotte though because she doesn't think she would be a good fit for them and now she because she wants to run the uh, sanitarium a certain way. As soon as Charlotte mentions she can try and get her old job back at the hospital, and uh, Masters is like, you know what, actually, you know, it's a big inconvenience if you try and go to the hospital again, having to explain everything. So, you know, oh, my good heart, I'll, you know, try and try you out tomorrow first thing, and we'll see how things go. Uh, I kind of threw a red flag at me, but I didn't really think too much of it. Masters then takes Charlotte to her room, and we find out all the patients' rooms are beside each other's, like, Masters sleeps in between everyone else. There's no separate uh, quarters for the doctors compared to where the patients sleep, which is really weird. Um... And we also find out that none of the doors have locks on them, which is really weird as well, because apparently Masters believes uh, no locks and stuff to make it feel more like a family and less like their doctors and outsiders and whatnot. Gives that nice family feeling safe. Uh, that's a lie. I would not feel safe at all. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night, 100%. Charlie's getting ready for the night, and she runs into this old lady that tells her to get out and then never come back while she has a chance. Uh, another red flag. You know, sure you're in an asylum or a loony bin, whatever the word is you want to use, and someone tells you to get out and never come back, you probably should listen to them. Just saying. Kind of gut feeling there. I finally have this shot of the outside of the sanitarium. It actually, there's a big giant sign that says, says Stephen's Sanitarium. I thought it was a nice little, nice little shot. Uh, we then see Sam talking to Harriet and he's going on about how he knows things are changing and that Dr. Stevens, even though he's still, even though he's dead, still talks to him somehow. Uh, Sam then leaves the room and is met by uh, Sarge again. He tells Sam it's now time. Sam doesn't seem too happy, but, but uh, apparently uh, Sarge is making Sam sit outside a room that has a prisoner in it, which is, isn't really real. It's just Sarge going back to his, you know, army days and thinking that there's actually a prisoner inside his room but there's actually nothing in there uh so sam stands guard for like two minutes and then just walks away we then see charlotte and masters in the office then again and sarge walks in to let them know that the prisoner is guarded we find out a bit about sarge because he's the way he is because of the last mission he went on i think all his crew actually died and he was the only one to survive he feels like it's his fault of course which would be very traumatic so uh, I, I can definitely understand that we uh, also find out some other backstory on some of the other characters um we then see a shot of judge going on about, about some stuff um and this shot is a little bit weird because it looks like his hair is blue for some reason i'm not sure if it's just lighting because in other shots it doesn't look like it's blue so i don't really know what it is but 
in this scene as well um i think it might be harriet or one of the other girls comes into his room and um he asks what the smell is and she's like it's strawberries don't you like strawberries and then judge goes on about how strawberries are like fresh blood then she goes crazy and tells him to taste her and she literally flops out her tits uh, she's a horn dog and she just wants to be loved uh, quotation marks uh she's a horn dog uh, he refuses to and calls her a slut and then she, uh she starts to piss him off by saying how he's not a man or something along those lines so he just slams the door in front of her face uh we then see charlotte outside uh the old building the old crazy lady who uh she's talking about how they can't go hunting because of little men uh i'm assuming she's she keeps repeating about the little men being out there and how she can't go hunting uh, i'm assuming it's just some alien talk i didn't really get too far into that uh sam then sits down beside charlotte as uh she's trying to make a call out sam sits down to try and tell her that dr stevens wants him to tell her something but he can't remember what it is uh Char charlotte goes to talk to masters in her office to let her know that her phone isn't working and then we see jennifer another parent patient uh pop up beside her i think she was like on the ground it looks like a pretty much like a puppy in a sense that she's just not leaving master's side and masters i think is like petting or rubbing her hand uh, we then see charlotte telling all the patients good night and getting ready for bed Charlotte's going around making her rounds, waking everyone up. She makes it to the old lady's room and we find out that she's laying on the floor. There's a lot of blood on her bed and there's a lot of blood on the floor because uh, someone during the night cut out her tongue. Uh, Master thinks the old lady did it in her sleep though and she's like, oh, she probably was off in her own little world, probably having a fit and just literally bit her tongue off and didn't realize anything about it. Then we, what we think is a handyman shows up and is actually the telephone repairman. Uh, he literally walks in and he's greeted by the old lady and judge and they're like freaking out because he's he's very confused as to why the patients are just roaming free which i would be very confused too as well and then he has one line to the old lady he's like what cat got your tongue he's like well you know kind of she doesn't have a tongue so you know that's fair uh then judge grabs the screwdriver from the tool belt of the repairman and it looks like he's getting ready to stab him and then he like hands it back and then uh the repairman runs into mass masters who's very pissed off and wondering why he's even there um she's mad because he didn't contact her to let her know that he, he was coming and he replies though well you don't have a working phone so how am i supposed to get a hold of you uh masters then takes him downstairs to a closet with the uh, wiring it where uh tells him not to leave the room at all and he gives uh, his best Ernest P. Worrell. You know what I mean? I don't know why. It just it just was a very earnest line, and I love Ernest. So maybe one day we'll do a special episode where we do some Ernest movies. Uh, Ernest scares stupid, of course, but uh, that'd be for uh, Halloween time. Uh, then the crazy lady, I think it's Harriet, who threw herself at Judge earlier, comes in the room and starts making some moves on him. Uh, she then gets pushy on the phone with the phone man, uh, keeps telling him she uh, telling him to tell her that he loves her. Uh, he just keeps repeating this over and over and over again because she just wants a man to say that he loves her and well he does it just to try and make her shut up but it actually makes her crazier and then she shuts the door on both of them and we can just assume what's going to happen then uh then the curly haired carrot top looking waldo guy scares sam and i think sam literally slams it to the ground and the waldo guy gets up scared and runs away we then see charlotte leaving her room uh one of the patients uh jennifer comes at her with a giant butcher knife and master has masters has to come and save her and then i think she she literally like bitch slaps her in the face put her in her place like a dog um i don't get the 
relationship between the two of them. I don't know if Masters is just trying to assert her dominance as being the alpha in the sanitarium. I'm not really too sure. Uh, Charlotte is then having second thoughts about working at the sanitarium and Masters tells her to stop because she made the extra effort to give her the job. You know, in the beginning, she didn't want her to have the job, but as soon as she said, well, I'll just go back to the hospital and let them know everything that's happened. He's like, oh, no, no, it's fine. You can stay. We then see Sam and Judge talking. Uh, Sam is telling him how Dr. Stevens tells him about everything and everything about Charlotte. Uh, the mass then Masters comes in telling Sam to go finish his chores. She also tells Judge his floors are dirty and that he needs to clean them. And we just see an angry shot at Judge's face for being told what to do. Curly haired patient, carrot top or whatever we might want to call him. So just getting it on with uh, crazy sex light and then once she gets topless, he literally just starts laughing at her and, like a madman because that's what he does. He just r- randomly out of nowhere just starts laughing and screaming and then she runs away and starts laying down on her bed. And then we uh, Judge hears the laughing so he goes to check on everything and he walks into her room where she's half naked and he just keeps repeating the same thing over and over again about how he's a judge and this is what he does and all she's like is just like just 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 screw me that's all i want i don't want anything else i just want to be loved just love me she yells she yells at him to get out of her room though because he just keeps repeating the same thing and then she stops him from leaving again because she needs help his help for something i don't know what it is or what it really entails but we then cut to masters in her office looking for something and she can't find it no clue what she's looking for though i really have no idea what's there maybe i looked away for two seconds i don't know what she's looking for but i wrote down i don't i don't know and then we see curly haired guy going in sarge room uh sarge still up against the window looking out and curly haired guy's just like you're going crazy man there's nothing out there so like you're one to talk you just randomly start laughing at anything and everything uh, masters makes her way back up to the sarge room and was wondering what all the noise was about because sarge was also telling the uh, curly haired guy to leave and then masters gets pissed off at sarge because he's still having uh his light on and she feels like he's trying to test her power uh, masters then grabs some paper and sets it on fire and sets it in sarge's hand and tells him to never challenge her power again and then she says good night and leaves his room uh she's crazy uh we then cut to the next morning and Sam goes to talk to Charlotte as she's checking the medicine cabinet uh, and Sam says Dr. Stevens wants to help her and he gives her a watch. Uh, he says that she'll know what to do with it and she has no idea what he's talking about at all. We then see Charlotte and curly haired boy outside enjoying the sun and the grass and this scene shot really weird because we see more of their lower body than their actual heads. I think in this whole scene Charlotte we can't even see her head and at one point there's like a, a kiss on the head I think and then we see uh, Charlotte sleeping and then we see Judge standing over her with with the axe like literally right lined up against her throat so that that's fun that's why locks aren't important in this place and then we see uh curly haired guy sneaking into her bed and he starts copying a feel and then he starts to wake her up and then we see judge uh starts talking to her with the axe still in his hand gripping it saying how he waits for the perfect moment and time and then he just leaves the room because he's crazy everyone's crazy uh we then see charlotte and masters going on about the supplies it seems that some medicine is missing not surprising if you don't put locks on your doors you probably don't move put locks on the medicine cabinet either uh, masters is searching someone's room and finds a missing medicine inside a dresser drawer didn't really know whose room it was until later on we uh, see sam sweeping up the kitchen he gets done sweeping and we can see like a there's a hole and someone looks like they're watching him through the hole it's actually a hole in the door to open up the maybe a closet door or whatnot he opens up the door and gets scared of whatever he sees we don't actually see it at this moment then we see jennifer the one who got bitch slapped earlier she's going in her room and she sees 
sees her dresser drawers are all open and everything's a mess. And then she literally just sits on the floor and starts crying about the medicine. Uh, Jennifer runs to the medicine cabinet, but the, it's locked up now. And this entire time, uh, we're hearing sounds like someone tapping on metal. And then someone pushes her head onto like one of these note spikes or receipt spikes, I think it is. And it gets lunged right into her eye and she's dead. Uh, Sam gets crazy sex lady uh believe her name is harriet and wants to show her what he found and we find out it's a phone repair man with his throat uh sliced in the closet she starts freaking out because she's like he loved me he loved me he really loved me he didn't you're crazy uh you probably slit his his throat yourself because you're crazy but we don't know that we then we just see her freaking out on the bed and charlotte comes in to check on her and that's when we find out crazy lady harriet is saying that masters is actually one of dr steven's patients and she's only pretending to be a doctor because she always plays dress up and dresses up like a nurse and that she's the one that killed the repairman downstairs. Charlotte then runs into the old lady and she mumbles that Masters is one that cut her tongue out. Uh, then she runs into Judge and he tells her that Masters is one of them and that Charlotte is now a patient just like them. Uh, crazy lady Harriet walks into Masters office and in my notes I put, just put crazy sex lady for Harriet's name so I'm trying to fix it as I go. But yeah, Je uh, Harriet walks into Masters office and sees Jennifer dead body and master just says she will get her some pills to help her sleep because masters is sitting behind her desk the whole time uh, master then comes at the crazy harriet lady with a needle and she moves out of the way i don't know if she gets stabbed herself or what happens here um but she just keeps repeating oh i can't sleep right now Charlotte goes to use the phone but of course it still doesn't work because the repairman never got to do his job because he was too busy getting in on with harriet in the closet and getting his throat slashed we then see harriet uh washing off blood and charlotte asks her what she's done she tells her not to worry about it because she's taking care of it she's in some sort of trance and just totally out of it 100 we then see charlotte walking around the house and she goes to uh harriet's room and and she's laying in the bed with the dead repairman now. Uh, Charlotte then runs downstairs. Uh, not once does she head to the fucking front door though. It's later on that we find out that apparently the front door is locked from the inside and you need a key. And that apparently all the windows have bars on them. We don't know this at all until now. But whatever. It works I guess. Uh, she makes it into Sarge's room to try and ask him how to get out. And if she like if he knows any secret ways out. And then we just hear the floor starting to creak behind her. And couldn't find out it's actually Sam. He's saying Dr. Stevens is telling him she should go meet him she gets a note from sam and says stevens wrote it himself i'm not sure why she's believing him but we'll go with it probably because sam's one of the more likable characters but masters then goes to talk to judge asking where charlotte is and masters sees charlotte as a patient now and the judge tells her that the court has made its decision and that masters is no longer the one in charge and she flips out and like smacks him a couple times i think charlotte is then seen walking down the stairs into the basement because that seems like a lovely idea to do this whole time while she's walking down the basement she's still trying to find sam because sam seems to be gone already um she freaks out and starts uh, beating dr stevens with her boat though that she picks up on the way down the stairs because she just feels a hand grab her at her ankles and she just literally starts smacking at it then we see uh, she gets ready to leave and masters is actually coming down the stairs at her and she's also being followed by sam master starts going in going on about how sick charlotte is and makes sam drag her upstairs sam drags her into a room and pins her down on the bed he's mad because charlotte took his boat apparently that's the main thing if you take sam's boat it really sets him off even though the boat was set down there as a trap to make sam think that she took the boat anyways apparently masters for being a patient is really actually kind of 
smart and conniving but we'll, we'll look past that and he's also claiming that uh she killed dr stevens because maybe she saw her smacking him with the boat uh, even though he saw that his body was dead earlier with the axe in the back but whatever master walks in the room and says that she needs to cut out the sickness of her head then sam has some flashbacks because i'm sure that's the same thing that's happened to him and he pushes masters down and runs out of the room with charlotte uh then we see the judge walk in with the axe fall by all the other patients holding other various items and they start to uh, murder uh, masters on the bed and we see a blood start to splatter all the wall and everyone well not everyone masters is screaming in pain because you know she deserves it uh, we then see sam and charlotte heading back down into the basement and they head out this back door uh charlotte leaves and start, starts to run away and then sam runs back inside and back upstairs and he gets the judge with the axe or gets the judge with something kills the judge anyways and then we see charlotte outside in the rain as everyone is screaming inside the house and she's slowly just you know making a run for it to get the hell out of there which is a wise thing to do uh, we then see sam hugging masters calling her mama uh we then have shots of all the other patients all dead around the room and then we end with a shot of sam covered in blood as he's crying i thought he was gonna have a popsicle because that's what he always does is have a popsicle at the table but apparently they didn't want to do that shot i don't know but he's covered in blood uh, and yeah that's the final shot of this movie the end uh it's not a bad movie it's not a great movie um it's not something i'm gonna rush to go see again the concept is pretty interesting and i honestly at first didn't pick up on masters actually being a patient now that i actually think about it and pay more attention to the movie maybe i was just a little bit too tired at this point in time when i was watching the movie i'm not too sure but um now that i'm looking back on it and stuff i can definitely tell like there's definitely hints all over the place that masters is actually not a nurse and that she is actually a patient uh, but yeah really well done um it's not going to be for everyone just because of the style of the movie the pacing you know a lot of people don't like certain movies from certain eras and time periods so those you know early 70s might not be for everyone definitely if you're a horror fan you want to all the movies and you want to watch something new definitely check it out because like i said it's free on tv with ads so you can't really go wrong for something that's free but yeah for this movie um on the rotten scale out of 10 i would give it a five i, I think it's just an average movie uh like i said sam is a really likable character so is charlotte and uh the rest of them are kind of just throwaway characters i couldn't really get behind harriet she's just way too crazy and just odd uh which is is okay though for this movie because it's a sanitarium movie and asylum so being odd that uh, definitely fits in this uh this genre or this theme for the movie um but yeah we're gonna pick our next movie uh it's also another movie that you can watch on tubi uh free with ads of course so if you guys want to check it out before the next episode of the podcast comes out i definitely highly recommend it because this is one of my my favorites i'm just gonna put that out there now it's uh, from 1974, uh, a little movie called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I can never get enough of this movie. Uh, Leatherface, the character, everything. I'm a big Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan, and I think he's one of the, the horror icons. And uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to watching this one again. So yeah, until next time, make sure to uh, give a like, give a comment. If you can give a rating, feel free to give a rating. Um, just feel whatever, just give whatever rating you feel like. It doesn't have to be a good one, it could be a bad one, it doesn't matter. Uh, just whatever rating you think my podcast deserves feel free to give it uh feel free to connect with me on all social medias at type inside that's on twitter instagram facebook i think those are the main ones um and yeah use the hashtag rotten reviews podcast and i'll definitely keep in touch so yeah just let me know any recommendations any movies you want to watch me watch and i'm definitely more than willing to check them out so until next time i'll talk to you guys all later peace
just alone. Get out, get out, and never, never come back, never. Get out? Why, get out? There's no reason. Oh, there's plenty of reason. My name is Charlotte. What's yours? Up the airy mountain, down the rushing glen. Never can go hunting for fear of little men. <laughs>